views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Super, super. I want to welcome you. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Welcome to Transformation Talk Radio. You know, welcome to the Transformation Network and all of the other cool things that we've got going on. Um, First of all, you know, my heart opens up for, you know, the people out there right now, you know, that are coming out and speaking out um, for uh, for all of us to take action against Lyme disease. You know, the latest has been Avril Lavigne. We're hoping to do a conversation with her. Of course, you know, we got to meet Debbie Gibson at the uh, um, the event last year that we attended. And as a result of that, for many of you uh, that have been listening to me talk about Lyme disease for the past, what, 11 years now, before it was like even really a disease, uh, we are thrilled to say we're going to be bringing Bringing you Lime Talk Radio, and it's it's been a passion of mine. Dr. Darvish and I actually did our first show the other day. You know, there are so many things that um, you know we're being called to do and do in a different way. And thank you for all of your support. Um, if you have not gone to Transformation Talk Radio yet and taken a look at the you know the Lime Challenge that folks have got out there, please go ahead and do it. Because sometimes we do need to have moments of laughter. You know, we do need to have times where we, we kind of take, you know, uh, a, a, a little bit of this and a little bit of that and put a smile on our face and go from there. Um, so this is really a moment for all of us to take a breath of gratitude for what we're able to accomplish and how we're able to go about it. You know, many stories in the headlines today that you might be looking at and watching and everything from Hillary Clinton's, you know, throwing her her name in the hat to people across the world understanding what it means to reach for higher things, you know, to be at a place in your life where you decide that you're going to be strongly inspired. You know, you decide that you're going to take a look at life in a different way and reach out and be able to stand for something, be able to take an action, you know, be able to be in the world in a way that perhaps you never thought you could. You know, my very special guest today, Nina Payne, is someone like that, a wife or mother of two, yoga instructor, and, you know, more than that, a poet and someone that is passionate about reading, music, Um how does how does someone like Nina how does someone like Nina come to the place where she sits down and decides I'm going to write a book 
and I'm going to write a book that's going to be heart opening, that's going to be about, you know, rejoicing. It's going to be about moments of pain, moments of loss. But the point is, what happens when you say yes to showing up authentically in the way that the soul pulls us to, to be and do? Well, what you have is a book called Moments in Time. Uh, and then what you have is a journey that we get to take along a pathway so that we can see what happens when, when these souls, these hearts come together. What happens when people connect? What happens when people, you know, battle against cancer? What happens when it's a moment in time that if we don't open up our hearts for we will miss the moment. We'll miss the moment in all of its joy, the moments in all of the memories, the moments in the heartache and the compassion. But most of all, we'll miss that moment in time that we're not able to get back. Nina, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. You know, I said this to you before we came on. And I I literally would love to start at that place. You know, I I get to talk to a lot of people. I don't know how much you know about this show or about, you know, how this all got going. But, you know, 13 years ago, if you'd ask me that I would be on air 13 years later talking to someone with your story, with your passion, who's written a beautiful book, um, I would have just looked at you and thought, man, you are smoking something. (laughs) Yeah, good. But here we are, and, and here's what I would like you to talk about with this this beautiful novel. I would like you to talk about this. Your life, the turns it's taken, the places that your heart has had to open, how did all of that contribute to you writing this heart-opening and, in some cases, gut-wrenching book? You know, when I originally sat down to write Moments in Time, I had started out as writing it nonfiction. It was going to be titled uh, Sister's Journey, A Brother's Love. My brother and I were very, very close. We were both born on July 16th, four years apart, four years um the same hour, four years apart, he was older than I was. So ever since we were children, we had a very, very strong bond. And he was, in a sense, my protector. And then when he was diagnosed with terminal cancer in 2008, he was given four to six months to live, which was, of course, a devastating prognosis for all of us. And we were blessed and fortunate and joyful enough to have him for four more years beyond that date. So... I had I had really reached the depths of despair the year after his death. I was down to 89 pounds. I, I, I describe it in my book. It felt like I was belly flopping into a bed of nails every 20 to 30 seconds. And I was wondering, how does somebody survive this kind of pain and get to the other side of it? It just didn't seem humanly possible to me. And we had taken a trip the week of his death, which also coincided with the week of my birthday, our birthday together. Charlie uh, had passed away that week in 2012. And we were in Boston, and I just, I was fascinated with Boston. And I was looking at the brownstones, and there was this line in a poem that I had written years back. And that line, the, the final line of that poem said, Dear friend, in the simplicity of life, all the opposites of our equal. 
And I kept repeating that in my head, almost like a mantra, and I don't know why it was staying with me. And then it finally dawned on me. If the depth of despair and the grief that I was feeling was so low, the opposite of that had to be true. All the Mm. opposites are equal. So I experienced a blossoming, an awakening, a joy. I would have been happy just to get back to where I was, Charlie, pre-cancer. But what I experienced beyond that was something, a joy and a love and and a a zest for life that it's almost hard to even put in words. I try to do it, but it's hard to even put into words what has happened to me and the awakening that has occurred. Well, let's talk about this for a minute because you and mm-hmm. I did talk about this for a little bit and I and I I was so touched by it because sometimes things take on a life of their own. You mm-hmm. know, whether it's a book, a radio show, uh whether it's you know your exercise program, for whatever reason they take on a life of its own uh, of their own. Mm-hmm. But but we have to show up and know that and go with the flow. And I wanted to ask you about how you were able to do that because that's obviously you know to me what you've done in order to write this book you know there had to be some surrender that you had to allow the creativity to come in is that making sense it makes total sense you know it it was getting to the point in my life where i realized you know i'm not going to live as if anymore I'm not going to live as if things were different. I'm not going to keep reaching back and wondering, what could I have done different? Because I was his primary caretaker. What could I have done? And it was just this, like we were talking about um, before we got on air, this shift in perspective of really it's an acceptance and again it's a surrendering that everything happened as it should have happened and the reason i say that is because that's the way it happened and you have to surrender to that you can't resist that and i learned to embrace the pain i learned to look over at it and say well you're going to be here for a while and we're going to be companions so i might as well embrace you and i didn't fear it anymore i I wasn't afraid of falling into the abyss so to speak when we came back from boston in 2013 it was almost as if I had never, I've written poetry and I've written since I was a child. I had never thought I would publish anything. And when I sat down, these floodgates opened and it was almost as, 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 as we were talking about, something overcame me and it was as if it wasn't even me. I could not stop literally for four to five months. My poor children went from having a mother who would make three meals a day and, you know, focusing on their every single need to a mother that would put their hands up when they would come downstairs because I would be so deep in thought and immersed and any 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 creative any artist any person who's who can can really relate to this where it's it's almost like you transcend time you transcend space and that's what happened with moments in time i could not stop writing even if i wanted to and i felt like my brother was there for every word every paragraph every sentence and it was a cathartic healing experience for me and a novel was born mm. Well, Nina, we're going to talk with you about this and much more. Um, You know, we live in a time right now where uh, I did a show about this the other day, where the rise in in autoimmune disease and diseases in general is literally overwhelming people. You know, Mm -hmm. we're, we're at a place now where it's almost impossible not to meet somebody that either has cancer or knows of somebody that has it or is suffering. You know, as a matter of fact, the other day, someone commented to me, I'm on the East Coast, and someone commented to me about the commercials that are on TV right now 
for remedies for things like rheumatoid arthritis feature some very young people. And so when we come back, I would like to talk with you about how life's journey may actually parallel some of the the cycles of chemo that you talk about in the book. Let's take a short break, everyone. This is Moments in Time. How beautifully written, how heart-opening. And when you read this, it, it may be a novel, but if you're like me, you know people that are going through this now. Today during the show, Nina's going to take us on a journey, as she does in this book. And in the end, we'll all be inspired because we'll know and remember how to capture those moments in time. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the show. It's a cold and crazy world that's raging outside. Rubbing in me and all my girls are bringing on the fire. Show a little leg. Gotta shimmy your chest. It's a life. It's a staff. It's a need. It's bliss. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit JenRoyster.com for more information. Would you like to be a question with anything that comes up in your body or mind? Would you like to become totally aware and begin to function as the conscious being you truly are? Join Access Certified Facilitator Glenna Rice every month for a live teleclass where you can ask all of your questions and learn to create change in any aspect of your life. Visit GlennaRice.com today to learn more and don't miss the next call. Join the questionable conversation today at GlennaRice.com. Siegel co-hosts one of today's most popular psychic shows, Angels and Answers with Artie Hoffman, as she communicates healing messages from the spirit world. These messages can be astounding, enlightening, and life-changing. Born with the God-given talent of inner guidance and the amazing ability to heal, Sky has healed thousands of people. Schedule a reading with Sky now. Call 908-500-1474 and visit skyofangels.com. Leader as a way of life. Reclaim leadership over your domain with Ascended Master Moses. Meditation workshop led by Wendy R. Wolf and Lynn Brown. Friday, January 30th at the Key Center Building in Bellevue. Live out your unique and significant role in this lifetime for the betterment of your soul as well as the universe as a whole. Come practice opening to your inner voice. Be the difference only you can make in your world. To register, go to HealGrowShine.com or email Wendy at WendyRWolf.com. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. 
naturopathic doctor, founder of the Martha's Vineyard Holistic Retreat, and author of the New York Times bestseller, 21 Pounds in 21 Days, Dr. Ronnie DeLuce has helped tens of thousands of people, including celebrities and athletes, with her message of lifestyle change. Now, Dr. Ronnie DeLuce wants to help you. You, too, can be saved. Email Dr. Ronnie DeLuce at info at ronniedeleuceonradio.com and visit mvholisticretreat.com. Dr. Ronnie DeLuce, your partner in wellness. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. For more information about us, go ahead and go to the drpatshow.com or transformationtalkradio.com. You know, we have put together an entirely new platform, all new technology. Please be patient with us as you were last week um, as we continue to modify, change, and grow. And what we've done is built all new technology. And in the next three months, it's going to provide you with an opportunity to participate in every show every show topic and here's the cool thing you're not going to have to be live to do it you could be listening to a podcast so we've got a lot of really cool things planned for you Um, and it's because of the people that come by and take time out of their day to share their stories. You know, Nina is one of those, one of those people. The book is Moments in Time. And, you know, what it is, is a book that if any of you out there has ever had to go through, you know, a health challenge for yourself or another, this book doesn't really leave not one stone unturned. And it's written so beautifully in terms of how the experiences are happening through the characters that there are some of these that I so related to. Um, and, you know, what we'd love to do, Nina, we, let's give a copy of the book away to one of our, uh, to our first caller. For those of you out there, first caller, 1-800-930-2819, we would love to give you a copy of the book Moments in Time. Um, Nina, take a moment, if you don't mind, and let people know the best way to find out more about you, website, uh, and how to get copies of the book, if you don't mind. Yes, of course. My my website is Nina C. Payne, and that's P-A-Y-N-E dot com. And there's several links there to Amazon, to iTunes, to Nook, and also Atlas Books. And I can also be found on Amazon.com, which is, I think, you know, the uh, most familiar route. Um, so it's available in Kindle version and paperback on Amazon. Awesome. So... Before the break and during the break, I refer to uh, a section of the book, and I, I talk to you about it. And and the and the book goes and it goes. It starts out like this. It says, "Andy's completed three cycles of chemo, and he has one every three weeks." And you go on to talk about being very tired. This is one of the characters in the book. Um, and you go on to talk about you know what this is like, and you ask questions like, "How is he going to handle another three months of this?" And I and I commented to you that with Within four paragraphs in this section right here of what I read, I had such a clear idea 
of what the struggle was like, what it's like to warm up somebody's dinner, what it's like to have relationships come apart, to the fact where I think you say something like we don't even, I mean, the characters say we don't even have sex as much as we used to. I mean, all of the things that do not get talked about in in the world of chronic illness or disease you know these these stories of b12 shots and trips to the pharmacy and and folks i'm just talking about four paragraphs in this book right right Um, please talk about how you came to know this level of detail and be able being able to write this in a way that i believe just about anybody reading it is going to get it you know what i mean do you, do you do. understand what I'm saying? Like anybody picking this book up has some experience like that. Well, the reason it was, um, again, it was it flowed out of me, and it came from a place that was just raw and authentic. I lived it. I lived it with my brother. So it was taking all those emotions and feelings and thoughts and transferring them on onto the paper. Um, caregivers are highly overlooked, I believe. And their role in um, in what they do for their loved ones is highly underestimated, and that's just you know from my own experience. You you experience a whole life shifts in such a way that it's a whole new normal. And I, I do describe it in the book as it's trips to the pharmacy, it's trips to the emergency room, and you're you're always in fight or flight when you're going through somebody who's battling a terminal illness or even just an illness that's chronic. And there's right now I, I work with caregivers in terms of giving them tools and how to deal with these sorts of situations and acknowledging their efforts and acknowledging what they're going through using breath, using different modes of uh, yoga that's appropriate to their mm-hmm. level. And so when I wrote those passages, it was because I experienced it. I lived it. I went through it. I was, even as a, as a, as a yogi for many years and as a yoga instructor, I couldn't find my breath. I was like, where is my breath? I couldn't mm-hmm. breathe most days. It was like from the top portion of my lungs. So that's where those passages came from. And again, like I said, you you always feel like you're just fight or flight. You know, you just, and of course, you're going to fight. You're going to fight for the ones you love. You're going to be there. You're going to stand up. You're going to show up in your full presence every day, whatever that means that day. You know, and this is really kind of, when we think about this, this is really inspirational for so many things, isn't it? Tell me about, tell me about the title, Moments in Time, if you would. Because mm-hmm. you well, could have called this book just about anything, right? Right. But it's so so powerful. The title of the book. You know, it's it's. I almost called it presence and time. It's just, <laughs> you have to learn to be present in each and every moment of our life. Otherwise, you know, we never saw this coming. Mm-hmm. It came out of nowhere. And mm-hmm. it, just upon reflection and in hindsight, I wish that I had been more present and I had really appreciated every single moment in time. And I think that Cassandra's journey kind of drives that point home, is that every moment can be cherished, every moment can be looked at as an opportunity to evolve and to grow, and that even when you're in the depths of despair, there's so 
much to be learned there. And it's a matter, am I going to look at this as something which is going to define me, or am I going to define those moments in in time for myself? And Cassandra does have some life-altering decisions that she has to make and is faced with in her her relationship with, you know, this, this triangle that she has going on with Steve, her husband, and Daniel, the man that she's feeling this extreme, almost uncontrollable passion for. Mm. And he is almost like this this powerful narcotic for her and mm-hmm. brings her from a place where she's feeling like she's dead and numb in some ways and he brings her alive. So in in a way it's a cautionary tale, tale as well. So so yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, when we think about it, we can never really predict, right, of how an event like this is going to change us and how we either can become the event itself or learn from the event. And, you know, what I mean by become the event, I mean, what happens is, you know, these are heartbreaking. We become so close. We become a caretaker. We become the decision maker. We become the arms that somebody may not have, the legs that's not going to get them from the bed to the bathroom, you know, in times like that. And and we become forever changed. We become forever changed. Um, and I, I really got that about the characters in the book, you know, and how how some how an experience like this will forever change us but it's for its perspective that i'm really i'm really struck by you know because there can be things that happen in our life where we'll have a, a point of view that's one way or a point of view the other way how important is perspective in handling a crisis like this it's really one of the main tools that we have when we're going through any tragic life event. It's our point mm. of view, and it's and a slight shift in the point of view, slight, slight mm-hmm. millimeter shift in your point of view can change your entire life and the way you view the situation. And, and you know, it may sound cliche, but we can truly be victims of our circumstance, or we could be victors of our circumstance. It's it, yeah. to us. It, it truly is in our own hands. We have the power. We have the control. I didn't decide for my brother to have stage four cancer and, and to suffer the way he did, but I certainly had a choice of how I was going to respond to it. And I learned that responding is a whole lot different than reacting. Mm-hmm. Responding is more contemplative. It's with awareness, whereas a reaction is, is, a, is, is primal. And we have to be careful between those two distinctions and to always pause, breathe, think, and then respond or not respond. Some situations don't, don't require a response. And it's, it's basically our own discernment, you know, our own values and our own morals which dictate that. But there is hope, and you can mm-hmm. never. I remember my father asking me; uh, he was so devastated. And as you know, from um, my father passed away four months later after my brother died, and my father and I were also extremely close. But it, it, when my brother was first diagnosed, he said, "Nina, is there hope?" I mm. said, "Dad, there's always hope." Mm-hmm. Hope is the greatest of things. I think Stephen King uh, has talked about that in one, one of my favorite movies, Shawshank Redemption. It's the greatest yeah. of things. Yeah. Hope is what keeps us every day moving and, and, and creating and loving and feeling. 
Yeah. You know, it's really interesting. And I want to talk about this when we come back. You know, I want to talk about, you know, how the characters in the book uh, take us on the journey that sometimes feel like getting on a roller coaster ride, but in other times really steps into this place of hope through open heartedness. And, you know, and I think hope can take on different forms of energy. I think some people, you know, move to hope from anger, from fear. Um, But then there's the Mother Teresa hope. And so when we come back, I want to talk with you about hope from from the the different perspectives of each of the the characters in 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 the book. You know, I mean <clears throat> there was something in here where uh, there was a line I I pulled, you, you know, what that uh, between two of the characters. The line was I owe you nothing. I owe you nothing. But we could talk. I owe you nothing. And I know I'm taking that out of context, okay? But it was such a powerful line in the middle of this book that it stuck with me. Let's take a short break, everyone. We'll be right back with my very special guest, Nina Payne. The dress is Chanel, the shoes YSL, the bag is Dior, agent provocateur, my address today. In retirement, will you have enough money to live life on your terms? Everyone has retirement questions. Ask Ameriprise Financial Advisor Jeff Packman about the new Confident Retirement Approach. You and Jeff can break down retirement planning step-by-step to get the real answers you need. In fact, 93% of clients who've had the Confident Retirement Approach conversation feel more confident about their retirement. Call Jeff Packman Financial Advisor at 425-453-0272 for your Confident Retirement conversation today. Office is located at 601 108th Avenue Northeast Suite 1800 Bellevue, Washington 98004. Percentage based on Ameriprise Financial Confident Retirement Client Survey as of December 2013. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated. A registered investment advisor, Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. Are you feeling stressed, in pain, disconnected, worried about aging? Corrective alignment and integration therapy restores health. Move your body, which frees your mind and elevates your spirit. BodyWise Bodywork LLC provides the tools you need to create the change you've been waiting for. Start living a fully present and integrated life. Book your 15-minute consultation online at www.bodywisebodywork.com. BodyWise Bodywork LLC, because it's the only body you've got. I'm Christine Upchurch, and this is a Stellar Reflections Minute. Years ago, when facing cancer, without any immediate treatment options, I sought healing by making various life changes. For a while, I followed a very restrictive diet. I often found myself obsessing about which foods were good and which ones were bad. Then one day, I realized I was consuming foods based on fear, fear of not getting well. But I didn't want to make choices out of fear anymore. I decided it was far better for my immune system if I allowed myself to experience the joy that came from, say, eating frozen yogurt, that it was for me to ingest the fear that came from avoiding it. Now, instead of choosing healthy habits based on fear, I try to make choices because they feel right and ultimately bring me joy and ease. How many of your healthy habits are really based on fear? Please visit StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. 
Holistic Medical Center is where you find it all. A healthy space with doctors who care, see, and listen to the whole you. Hi, this is Dr. Darvish. If you have not found an answer to your chronic symptoms, you will find answers here at Holistic Medical Center. Our doctors find the root cause of your symptoms and guide your body towards healing naturally. We transform lives from within. Visit drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. Oh boy, does that song relate to this? How many of us out there belong to the Good Girl Club? Raise your hand right now. You know, what if we're not thought about being as a good girl? What does that mean? How much of our lives do we spend trying to please other people, gain approval, make our bosses happy, our partners happy? Our, you know, our children happy. And yet we strive and we strive and we strive to be good. And I love to call it guiltless goodness. Guiltless goodness. That's my quote for today. Guiltless goodness. And boy, I don't know, Nina, if you kind of cranked it up here or not. But the line that I read from her book, from this book, Nina, and I I told you during the break, what I had to do is go back. And I had to go back and read what came before. Because I wasn't sure... What I was le- what I was putting into it, and and here is the line. It says it, it goes like this, and I'm going to read it. It says, "I move in closer. I owe you nothing, but could we talk?" I say, giving in a bit, and then I went back and I read it again. I move in closer. I owe you nothing, but we could talk. I say, giving giving in a bit, and then I went back and I read it again. And I and and I don't mean I just read that line. I had to go back and read a bunch of pages to kind of get the sense of what is going on here. And then when I went back and I read something, I read another line that said, I reply coldly. No, but we could talk. And then and then here I was. This is coldly. This is, I move in close. I owe you nothing, but we could talk. So over and over again, over again, with one line in a book, do you think I'm a little OCD on this or what? No, and I think I understand why it resonated with you, and I'm so happy that it did, because we live our lives, I mean, really feeling like we owe something, and we we come from a place of obligation and debt, which creates guilt and shame, just those two words that you had touched on. And really, life and what we give of ourselves is not a sacrifice. I don't consider what I do for my children and what I do for my husband a sacrifice. They owe Mm. me nothing. I made this choice in my life, and I am responsible for each and everything that follows thereafter. When mm. I learned that simple thing, I owe you nothing, mm. it freed me. It liberated me from obligations and duties that I felt compelled to do, not from a place of love or because I really wanted to do it, but sometimes at a place of guilt. How many times have we showed up at a family event that we really didn't want to be at, but we felt guilty if we didn't go? How many times do we do that in in, in so many instances in our life? How many times have we felt or stayed in a relationship too long because we felt indebted or have stayed in toxic relationships because we felt indebted? 
Mm. We we know we owe. I mean, obviously the basic things of, of human compassion and respect and love, but that's not something we owe. That's something we give freely. There's a huge difference between giving of yourself freely and enjoying, again, moments in time with people freely and openly and honestly and authentically than coming from a place of obligation and guilt and shame. So that line in the book, and again, I am so happy that resonated with you, with you because when, when I read it, I, I, when I wrote it, I wrote it with intention and with purpose. Wow. So that's where it well, came from. Well, you know, so, I mean, and and I went back and read it over and over and over again. But what do you think about the statement that I made when, and this is what resonated with me in, in a couple different ways. You know, Benny played that song, and it, it's fascinating. I'm listening to the song. And, you know, maybe maybe there are some women out there that have not grown up, you know, with the good girl syndrome. You know, maybe there are some women out there, you know, that don't really think about, do I have to please someone? You know, where do I stand in the world? But certainly all we need to do is look at Facebook for a little short period of time, and we find a whole bunch of people out there worrying about what other people are thinking, both men and women. And I and I said something, you know, um, goodness and guilt, Right. You know, how do we how do we raise ourselves up to have guiltless goodness? And what I mean by that is coming from a pure place where the decisions we make, we hold ourselves accountable and nobody else. What would you say about that? And does that line relate to any of that? Yes, definitely. I mean, I think that we all make, you know, we all make decisions in our life. And some of them, okay, may not serve our, our greatest and our highest good. But recognizing that and being accountable to that and not placing blame or, be, be again, that word, the victim, becoming the victim of that, just realizing we're not going to get it right all the time. And how boring our existence would be if we did. We are going to, to, to succumb to certain things in life. And that doesn't, that doesn't mean that we're to put judgment on it as even bad or good. It's just life. Life mm-hmm. happens to us sometimes. And, and I think that we do the best we can at every given moment, given the information and the tools and the emotions and the feelings that we're having at that time. That doesn't excuse it. I think there's a big, there's a huge differentiation between justifying and rationalizing. And as humans, we have become masters at rationalizing. We can rationalize our ways in and out of things. Justification is a whole different thing. I think justification gives us excuses. And that is, that's a trap that we can fall into when we try to justify certain behaviors or certain actions. Rationalizing, rationalizing I think, is more us being human, whereas justifying is us being a little bit more from our ego. Mm. I don't know you if know, that answers that question. Well, I, I think what it does is we think we're the center of the universe and we're the center of whatever that is that's going on. Um, and yet in the middle of a crisis, whether it's a financial crisis, a health crisis, a crisis of, of some kind, you know, it's it's not often that we have time to think about the decisions that we are we are we are called to make in life. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we have to make decisions at the spur of a moment. You know, sometimes we have to make decisions, uh, you know, that may or may not have earth-shattering consequences. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But other times we do. And maybe it's once in a lifetime. How would you prepare people for that, Nina? 
How would you prepare people? You know, I have found, especially through my journey with my brother, um, especially having been his medical directive, where I had to be, where I was put in a position where I had to make certain decisions. And separate from that, and, and really across the board, I really do believe, and I don't know if, um, if this is kind of out there for, for many people, but I really mm-hmm. do believe that there is a voice inside of us that if we're quiet enough is always trying mm-hmm. to tell us and direct us. When we go against the grain of our soul, against the path we're meant to be on, against our greatest and highest good, there is that tug inside of us. We all know it. We have all felt it. We may dismiss it, but it's there. So I try to come from a place of what just getting quiet, and just trying to listen. What is my gut trying to tell me? What is this intuition? And I feel our intuition is is right 10 out of 10 times. Wow. You know, there's so much that you have included in this book. For those of you out there, Moments in Time, we're going to take a short break, everyone. When we come back, um, Nina's going to talk a little bit and share with us, you know, how this journey, how a journey, and talk a little bit about the characters, how experience a journey like this can take us to the next level of our lives. You know, how we go through it, how does it change us? And so when we come back, we're going to talk about what has happened in the world of Cassandra as well as Nina. How is life different and how does each of them live life differently? Let's take a short break, everyone. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. Go to the drpatshow.com, Transformation Talk Radio. Um, Com, Facebook, The Dr. Pat Show, Twitter, The Dr. Pat Show. We'll be right back. I need a, I need a tough love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need a, a tough love. Chris Stainis is a spiritual leader and healer and teaches a course on how you can transform your life through a meditation and healing system that will manifest your spirit's dreams. She manifested the Women of Wisdom Conference, the Women of Wisdom book, and this radio show. And she can show you how to change your life, too. Are you ready? Visit the website and contact her at VoicesOfWomenToday.com. That's VoicesOfWomenToday.com. Hello, my name is Dr. Friedman Schaub. Negative self-talk plays a major role in how we create fear and anxiety. You're probably familiar with that worried, insecure, or critical voice that rises from somewhere deep inside, often at the most inopportune moments. You don't seem to choose the limiting, anxiety-triggering, or self-sabotaging thoughts, nor do you seem to be in control of them. Over the years, I've found that rather than ignoring or suppressing these negative thoughts, what works best is to redirect the mind with at least three counterbalancing arguments that shed light on the opposite positive points of view. For example, if your negative thought was something bad will happen, counterbalances could be right now I'm okay. There have been many times I was worried and everything turned out well. I have the strengths and abilities to handle anything that comes my way. Positive counterbalancing is training your mind to search for and find uplifting and empowering perspectives for any given situation. 
We Carry the Light with host Dr. Susan Allison is the show that inspires you to find the light within and shine your light in the world. You'll hear from guests who model how to be the highest, brightest, most evolved, fulfilled, and conscious humans possible. Tune in each Thursday, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com and let Dr. Susan help you discover that you carry the unique light that only you can shine. Welcome to Smile Big, nominee of Seattle's Top Dentist Awards. Here at Smile Big, we offer restorative, cosmetic, and preventative dentistry. Some of our regular dental services include tooth-colored fillings, crowns, bridges, implants, bleaching, cosmetic bonding, and complete smile restoration. Dr. James Rosenwald and Dr. Susan Aptoner won't be smiling until you are smiling. Call now to schedule a visit with Seattle's Top Dentists. Our number is 425-454-4040. You can even visit our website at smilebig.com. Called the Oprah of Radio by her listeners. Award-winning host Dr. Pat Basili is blowing the doors off of traditional talk radio. Get ready for an energizing delivery and powerful interviews with leaders in the field of human potential. Dr. Pat's fresh new perspective on living life full out has catapulted her show to the top of talk radio. Tune in and Dr. Pat will help you thrive instead of merely survive. Visit the drpatshow.com. That's T-H-E-D-R-Patshow.com for listening times in your area. Yeah, 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 a tough lover, yeah, yeah, when he kisses me, I get that thrill, when he don't wiggle, I'm walking still, I want a tough lover, yeah, yeah, Hey, everybody, welcome back, uh... I, Nina and I were talking about something totally different during the break, but you know that's what happens. <laughs> Welcome to our world, right? Uh, and you know, I'm going to try to weave this quote that you gave me, and I think it is related to what we're going to talk about. You know, talk about. We were talking. We were talking about. You know, I was referring to look. You know, I'm watching people around me go from zero to 120, from absolute common peace to crazy outrage, anger, frustration over some of the most incredibly, in my mind, so now this is Pat's bias, ridiculous things. Now, this is not ridiculous to them. And I blame it on living in the Pacific Northwest. That Maybe. But even so, Nina came back and, and you t- tell everybody the quote that you had because I love this quote. It is related to what we're going to talk about, by the way. So again, I'm paraphrasing, but it, it was something along the lines of gossip ceases to exist or, or stops once it reaches wise ears. So that was the quote. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason the reason I'm bringing this up is because. Uh, you know what happened is we're looking at this book and and there, there's a point that that you that Cassandra Cassandra gets to in the book I don't know when it is exactly but you know talks about no longer living life as if and I wanted to hold this to this little short segment we have at the end but you also said the same thing to me and so before the break I was saying you know sometimes when we engage in our own lives we are forever changed we're not quite sure what has happened to us. I think I was, you know, taken over by an alien in 1990, really, um, <laughs> because I threw everything up in the year. I walked away from a, a job, 24 and a half years of service, 
whoa, what happened? But tell me about this. What does this look like? What happened to Cassandra here? No longer living life, uh, living life of, uh, you know, as if. Tell me about this as ifness. It's like a trend. I love it. Yeah, you know, I think it starts really early on when we're when we're children. We're taught to think certain things, behave certain ways, act certain ways, and, uh, and it, it leads to this pattern as living as if things were different than what they were, different than what they are, different when, than what they should be, which keeps us from living a fully present life. And when we're always thinking about the as-ifs, there's a lot of um, reaching into the back, into the past, rather. You know, it's almost like you're always looking behind you rather than living in the present moment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we're completely present when, with one another, I mean, especially just as, as you know, with friends, with lovers, with our children, and without the guilt that's attached, um, we learn to live life more more, more fully and in a, in a way that's more grateful and you, you cannot live your life according to other people's standards and other people's values. You have to live your life according to your own terms, according to what is meaningful to you, what is purposeful to you. And I, another really important about as if is that um, where you know this is so important is when we when we lose the connection to what people think of us or approve of what we're doing, um, that we have to live according to a certain standard or expectation. Mm -hmm. When we drop all expectations of others, Mm. you know, when we learn not to expect a certain thing, there's a lot less disappointment in our life. So that's that's kind of what I mean about the as-ifs, where you don't live according to, we don't live in the past, you don't even live in the future. You just live your life according to what is serving your greatest and highest good in the present moment. And you offer yourself up completely to those that you love by giving them your full presence and your full attention when you're engaging with them and by listening, listening compassionately. Mm-hmm. Okay. I want to know from you, and aren't you lucky? Mm-hmm. I waited to the end of the show, so like we have maybe six minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Many people, and I have to tell you, I'm going to throw myself in the bucket. Mm-hmm. Many of us don't even know what that means. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh, you hear my deep, Benny's like, uh-oh, she's in New Jersey. I can hear the accent already. Um, <laughs> many of us do not know what that means. Let's you and I play for a moment. Okay. Let's play the as-if game. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is when you wake up today or tomorrow let's wake up not you, you know what i'm saying no longer live in the as if tell me what your day would look like now okay, most people I, can... I interview here's what they say so you know i'm just mm-hmm. wondering you don't say this to me okay they say oh i'm already living my dream no let's talk yeah. to all the people out there that are saying you know there's these two again uh i don't even know what they're talking about nina as if go for it you know, as if also is, and, and, and this is huge, very, very mm. huge, is learning mm. that nothing that happens is personal. It's not personal. When someone is angry at you and, and their, their, their venom is coming at you and they're spewing things mm. at you or you're getting uh, some kind of a, you know, maybe somebody doesn't like a poem I wrote or whatever, um, that's not personal. 
even if I get a review on the book that's not so favorable, it's not personal. It's not about me. It's about their experience. And that is so for everything. If my daughter comes home in a bad mood and she's, she's lashing out at me or my husband the same, it's not personal. When you can accept that, you can live your life in a more happy, contented way. That is a huge part of As If. Nothing is personal in life. Things that are, that are thrown at you, they're not personal. A lot of people have this why me syndrome, this why me complex. Well, why anyone? If you've ever walked the halls of Children's Hospital, why anyone? I never asked when my brother got stage four cancer, why why me? It had nothing to do with me, first of all. It was everything about him. But why anyone? So when we learn to not take things personally, we are liberated. We are emancipated mm. from the bondages of this life. We truly are. Mm. Well, let's talk about this, right? Mm-hmm. Because I love not taking things personally, right? Not mm-hmm. taking events in our life personally, not taking the, the F that I got in economics in my undergraduate program personally. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, but, but what what happens to us? Okay, we got three minutes. What okay. changes when we when we don't? What changes when we live? What's that country song? When we live as if this was it. This yeah. is our last moment. What happens? What can we expect? Because, see, I do expect things in life. I just yeah. don't attach myself to a specific outcome. So help us right. with this, please. Well, we become alive. We become aware. Awareness. Awareness is everything. We become awakened in a sense. I believe that, you know, there's all these people, aesthetics that live in caves, and they're looking for some sort of enlightenment, and, you know, and that's all good and dandy, but really just having awareness in your life. And, and I think that's what that creates when you no longer attach yourselves to people's perceptions and feelings about you, one way or the other. If I get a five-star review, I can't attach to that any more than if I get a two-star review. It's mm. like you just said, not having attachment to the outcome. It's just being it, finding this nice middle ground in your life where... Mm. You know, this this is fine. This is good. I'm not going to attach one way to the outcomes of, of the, the, you know, the labor uh, that I've put into something or my creative process. I put it out there, and however it's received, it's received. I put myself out there to my friends and my family and, and hope it's received well. But if it isn't, I know that I'm doing the best that I can, and I'm mm-hmm. coming from a place of love. And as long as we're coming from that place of love and we're always coming from that place, there's really not much we – there's really – it's very hard to go wrong when you come from a place of love. How it's received, we have no control over. None. And letting go mm-hmm. of attachment of that is freedom. Oh, man. I knew I was so excited to be talking with you, Nina, today. Oh, man, this has been I, great. You, oh I just love gosh. this. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I am so thrilled about talking with you. And by the way, we will send you a link to the show after we do some edits, and please feel free uh, to pay it forward. Uh, you know... You are and have written a book. For anybody out there, uh, this is what I want to say, so Nina, make sure I'm doing this right. This Mm -hmm. book is considered a novel, and, you know, because, right, because that's what novels are. But so much of it was so relatable to me and the people in my life that I've, I've seen come and go, and the journey, the trauma, the tribulations, my own healing journey with chronic illness. You know, I was crying and laughing at certain points in, in, in the book. 
because, you know, there's so many things in here that you touched upon that are the reality, but yet the way that you've written this is beautiful. Last question. What's your personal message, Nina? Thank you so much for bringing this to the forefront. This is a must-read book. What's your personal message? My personal message is that there is a brighter side to grief, and there is an amazing life beyond that. And you just have to embrace it and be ready for it. And when it hits you, it's unbelievable. Wow. Nina, thank you so much. What a great book, everyone. Um, There's much to learn from it and from Nina. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back with the show. 